Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is TV worth talking about. We're all suspects. Yes, of course we are. This is Shrine Podcasts Vigil. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcasts Presents Vigil. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rebecca. Well, well, well. Derek proved indeed he is the ultimate dick. We were treated to a Line of Duty style interview complete with a glass box and a beep, although not that long. Some killer karate moves from Silva. A very camp hello everyone from Do Grey. And I learned that Wes's surname is Harper, not Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hannah has your thoughts and theories in a bit. Reb has the Vigil Season 2 finale recap. But first, our final catch-up of 2023. Hannah, any update on the mystery of the clamped car? Guys, very disappointing that I've been taken down with the plague, so I haven't left the house. <laughs> but oh, no. it gives me great opportunity to... Um, tee up that we are coming back very very soon with a new series which we're going to talk about at the end of this you have to tune in till the end and at the beginning of that new series i will tell you an update on the clamped car when i'm um capable of leaving the house again I love that, a clickbaited yeah. mystery, yeah. Well we we come with our own mystery <gasps> this morning Hannah. What? Yeah. So Rebecca and myself, we obviously, we do a radio show every morning. First thing in the morning, we come into work this morning. So there's um, there's three floors. There's kind of radio stations spread across, across three floors. There has been a Christmas tree on each of the three floors for the last Weeks. month, roughly. Yeah. Well, we walk into work this morning. We both, we're both in sync. We both go for a wee at the exact same time as each other every morning. I know, but that's only because, Brennan, that's because we only have two songs We've in a 90 row. seconds. Yeah, we, nev- yeah. we just never get a chance that's to go. Lovely guys. So anyway, <laughs> we were trotting off in unison for our first wee of the morning and I spin our heads to the right and we were like, where the fuck is the Christmas tree gone? Now, <gasps> my hands up, just say one thing. I actually wouldn't have noticed and didn't notice. Brendan said, where's the Christmas tree gone? I was like, gone? where's the Christmas tree gone? And then gone? I turned around horrified and said, where is the Christmas tree gone? And so there's other people who sit right on the floor where said Christmas tree has vanished from. And they were like, we don't know. And one of the other Christmas trees on the other floor, it was moved into a different studio because they were filming something. But that one's been returned to its rightful place. Yeah. So this one is nowhere to be seen. It's fully gone. And like, guys, if I'm right in remembering from my time in that office with you, it's a quite a big real tree. Yeah. Oh, it's a real yeah, tree. All real, yeah. Full of lights, lovely decorations. This tree, and you'll be interested in this, Hannah. This tree had disco ball baubles on it. I am interested in this. It's the mystery of the missing disco tree. But come here. Was there like a little trail of pines anywhere? Because if it's no. up a couple of weeks no. now, surely, do you know what I mean? There'd be no. evidence. It, 
it had been hoovered. Evidence has been ruined and destroyed by yeah. someone who just wanted to give the place a good scrub. It was like Wes with the hard drives. Guys, did someone come in in the night and take that and fuck it up in their own fit room because they're like, Jesus, I'm so annoyed. Yeah. We're all feeling the cost of living <laughs> crisis, but Jesus now. Dropping a tree you know? out of your office. Yes, yeah. So- don't know. We might tell you in January if we find out where it went. I do. There's another tease. I do. <laughs> actually, I do actually really want to know what happened to that. So try and find out and text me. Yeah. I'm about to send out an all staffer. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. In a couple of minutes, Hannah's going to have your thoughts and theories on the series two finale of Vigil. But up first, Reb. Your recap, take it away, bitch. Right, guys, just full disclosure for a moment. But I had this absolute horrifying realization in the middle of doing this recap when I discovered internally (laughs) that I have mixed up two characters in the show (laughs) for the last couple of episodes. I thought it was the same man. This this is like Hannah's hen. (laughs) This is Hannah's hen all over again. So, guys, I thought that Derek, the drone man, and the fella from MI5 who I think's name is Ian Ramsey no oh. Ramsey's boss oh Ramsey's boss I thought Ramsey's boss who I'm going to call Ian for the reason <laughs> like the name uh, I thought that Ian and Derek were the same person okay for this whole series right I nearly fell off my chair in my little <laughs> office room yesterday when I was writing this and realized so I have to go back this morning and try and rectify so I don't know the, the if confusion. this is factually accurate but I'll try my best d- d- that's fine let's go for it it's d- Christmas I would love now if someone's listening to this podcast and they realize too that they thought it was the same it's the same man just me Doesn't, does anyone think they look alike um not particularly really yeah Jesus yeah. okay right <laughs> The finale of Vigil Season 2 opens on the plane. Wes is dead. Eliza shot in the leg. She says Wes jumped her and tried to grab her service weapon. Meanwhile, Kirsten gets a call from hospital prisoner escapee Ross, a.k.a. the man who shot Chapman, the man who jumped in the lake and the man who then later hid in a wardrobe. You know the fella. Mm -hmm. He's on a motorbike. He's in the middle of the countryside. He says that he's a good man, but he wants to find out the truth his way. She says that she will come to him on her own with everything she's got. I was like, Kirsten, please, hon, not again. You're going to meet someone on your own with no backup, heavily pregnant. Back on the plane. Silva takes Eliza's statement. She claims Wes knocked on the cockpit door. She went to investigate. He went for her service weapon. It discharged. The bullet went into her leg. She managed to get control of the weapon, but he tried to come back at her. So she fired a single shot, right? That's her voice note statement. Mm. Kirsten then meets Ross in the country. In the country. Stunning views. Shows him footage of the drone attack at Dundare. They claim that that was all hacked by terrorists, but uh, it does miss the top dogs on purpose. Kirsten says it isn't terrorism. It's an excuse to send troops in and sell more weapons. Parliament vote on it tomorrow. Ross says, listen, I trust my guy, but if he's lied to me, I will kill him and then I'll hand Mm. myself in. On the plane, back on the plane, Silva shows Russell the picture of the fake paramedic fella that planted the drone in the compound that they were held in that Silva later shot dead in the office block. You with me? Yeah. Your man. Eliza says, she doesn't recognise him, right? Silva says, she still can't figure out 
who sent Sabi those messages to manipulate her because they know now that it wasn't Sam Cader. Eliza appears to get caught out here now. I was like, pass the popcorn, biatch. She brings up how half the squadron knew about Sabi's mum, um, about how her mum was dead. But Silva was like, hang on, pet. I don't remember mm. ever telling you that. But like, Eliza's like, no. She uh, wriggles out of it fairly does, lively. She yeah. does, but you know what? There's a bad smell. Mm. <laughs> so it's not sitting have right. you stood in something love <laughs> it's not sitting right for Silva and Silva on the DL tells DS Townsend she's like pet keep an eye on her now when she goes to the hospital keep it discreet though Granger raging arrives right and he's like I need this aircraft back it's in use tomorrow and Silva's like it's a crime scene and Granger's like no pet we need it. And Silva's like, you're going to war, aren't you? And Granger's like, that's none of your business. <laughs> Sorry, we're so giddy. This is always going to happen, wasn't it? Always. <laughs> always. Okay. Right. DSU Robertson. Now, guys, for the whole episode, I was looking at DSU Robertson. I was like, is that nice fella now who we all haven't suspected is a him? But anyway, he calls the head of MI5, who I now realise <laughs> is, a, is different a, a different man. Because I was like, is that not Derek? Anyway, it was a huge honest, finale for Rab now, I have to say. <laughs> the biggest reveal of the finale <laughs> was that these two men are two men. <laughs> I actually can't tell you the moment, you know, the dramatic hamster on YouTube, the, yeah. the moment that I had to myself when I realised that I got it all wrong. But guys, it is like, poor, like I would pay money to have footage of you realising that moment in Liverpool when that man wasn't the same person and all he yeah. did was go through a double door and come back through it with a hat on and Rebecca was on. just completely guys for context tell everyone what happened if you haven't listened to this podcast before we actually did a whole episode on Hannah's hen yeah so we did We for, as part of Hannah's incredible head in Liverpool we went to a hotel function room and did a murder holiday mystery holiday in it was the holiday in was it yeah. we did a, we did a murder mystery and we were all we had been we were really drunk all of we us were we had been in Coyote Ugly since 10am 11 11 like, yeah. yeah we'd been to Weatherspoons for breakfast Coyote Ugly for the afternoon then we played Mr and Mrs everyone was doing shots then we went to the Holiday Inn by the way to get to the Holiday Inn which was four minutes away we were so drunk it took us half an hour because we just kept going the wrong direction Um, anyway we were sat in this murder mystery room and this murder mystery was about basically a one man show but the one man <laughs> kept going out of the room putting a, putting a hat or a high vis on coming back in and it took Reb about four costume changes to go hold on a minute that's one man it was. She's there with like the pen so the her bleep hat, here. and she's like, hang on a second, that's the same man as if she cracked him. We're like, no, we're back yeah, at yeah, the yeah. one man show. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so Robertson calls the head of MI5, who's called Ian, we think. And basically he's like, come here now. The crew that rescued Silva and Russell from the compound, what was the story with them? Because a man from that crew tried to kill Silva the same day mm. or a day later, you know? And then Ian turns to Ramsey and says this is going in the wrong direction. Elsewhere, Longacre has followed Ross on the motorbike and she sees that she that he is chatting to this mystery man 
on a beach, right? She crouches down, hides behind rocks and tries to take a photo of the person Ross is meeting. The man is Derek, aka Drone Man, aka the head of Auburn X. Ross trusted the wrong biatch. Derek shoots him in the head, kills him before spotting Longacre watching on because she had let out a huge shriek. Longacre drops her phone on the rocks and she runs. Derek keeps shooting at her and chasing her. She gets to her car, desperately speeds off. But as she is speeding away, he keeps shooting and he ends up hitting her. It's in the shoulder, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the blood there. splatter on the window. I was like, where did that come from? Yeah, it, like, I went through, through the back shoulder. window and like off the side of her shoulder. Like, what was yeah. she so, thinking? I'm not being bad, but like, come on. It's so yeah. dangerous. And so you have to be responsible. Like she didn't even have backup. Nobody knew she was there. She nearly died in the road on her own. I yes, yeah, so no, so was I but when we're watching this right we see her driving for a while but then she passes out at the wheel and I was like oh my god because at the meantime Silva's ringing her telling her how much she loves mm. her and that she's landed and blah 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 but we do see in that scene that police cars are speeding towards Longacre's yes. car so you do kind of I was like ah no she'll be grand now yeah. and I know loads of people are like how did they find her mm. do you know we'll discuss that later okay as I said Silva's been ringing her and she's like listen you know, I'm trying to get through to you. But feckin' Longacre's phone's on the rocks. Oh, where she dropped it? Yeah, yeah. it was left oh. there. But like, surely they can track a phone. Like, surely it's fine. My yeah. grand so they were driving like, to the phone. Yeah. Do you think she left that there on purpose because no. she knew that if she was killed or something, then the evidence of the picture, they, he'd be caught regardless? Because if he did kill her, he'd try find her phone. Maybe. I'd, I'd yeah. She is very clever. Yeah, I'd like to think that, but I thought she just forgot it. Yeah, God. Um, okay, back on the grounded plane, detectives figure out that basically the first shot that was fired actually is the one that killed Harper and the second one was self-inflicted. So basically Eliza killed Harper and then shot herself mm-hmm. in the leg. Silva's like, arrest that woman for murder. I need an armed guard, yada, yada. We then get a very juicy line of juicy style ambush scene showing a speeding car swooping in in front of the ambulance on the way to the hospital that Eliza is in. Two men open the the doors and they're like you're coming with us I it was, was very line of duty vibes L- slightly less dramatic yeah but it was yeah. an yeah. Silva then gets a call about Longacre being shot rushes to hospital to be by her side very emotional after a few hours Kirsten thankfully wakes up she's lost a lot of blood Silva is like listen you're okay the baby's okay Silva's like who did this to you Longacre reveals it was McCabe aka Derek the Dick drone man and that he also shot Ross Sutherland Silva tells Robertson who tells his hold on that doesn't make any sense (laughs) Silva tells Robertson who tells the officers okay Silva tells people. <laughs> Silva tells people what happened, and Merry they're like, Christmas. "Listen, alert Interpol, because Derek the Drone Man is is the is attached himself to the drone title. to skip the country." <laughs> the next morning, Silva Acre wake up in hospital. Long Acre shows Silva that the share price of Auburn X's, you know, all their share gone up twenty one percent since the government announced a vote on joining Woody Ann's war. And she's like, listen, I don't want to be bringing our baby boy into a world knowing that these fuckers are running it. So Silva had kind of said before that, that she was going to just, you know, step away from the investigation. But then she agrees that she's going to keep on going. We then find out that Derek McCabe has actually legged it in a drone. A bit of a Houdini in the words of Julie. He chartered a private plane and then he disabled the transponder so no one could find him. 
What a prick. What a prick. Eliza, um, meanwhile, has been taken. She's been taken as well. So they all know that now. They're like, right, Eliza's gone and so is Derek. So it's now becoming very obvious that Eliza and McCabe are working with intelligence services. Dundare was a false flag to build a case of escalation and they're going to war. Granger admitted it and Roberts is like, Silva, you need some proof. So what does Silva go and do? Tries to get some, trots over to Ramsey, takes uh, Amy's, Kirsten's watch and I think she plants it on him to track him. Ah. That's how she finds that building. (coughs) Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Silva then meets Savvy in a mental health hospital and she's like, how did Ross Sutherland find you and your dad at that cottage? And eventually, uh, Savvy, am I pronouncing her name right? Yeah, Savvy. 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 She is like, oh, my dad actually was using an iPod, an iPad. Mm. So Silva alerts her other officers and she's like, find that iPad because Ross must have hidden it after mm. he killed Chapman. Silva, in a stunning pantsuit, using the location data from Kirsten's smartwatch, I think, heads to the building that Eliza is being held in. Yeah. Because one of the fellas from the ambush opens the door. Shablam! Splam! <laughs> Silva... Cuffs that man to the ground, forces her way in, and she's like, I am arresting Eliza for murder. Ramsey, meanwhile, is there. Of course he is, because he's the person that was being tracked. Because I was like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Ramsey's there, right, trying to question. Then, this is, guys, do you know when you wanted to know the moment when I realized they weren't the same person? Okay. This is the moment. Oh, 70 into the episode. (laughs) Sir Ian, question mark. We don't know his name. Head MI5 interrupts and he's like, hi. And that's when I was like, well, you can't be the drone man no. because he's chartered a private plane. Was this guy also in season one of Vigil? Is he like tell you, really high up in the police? Rebecca couldn't tell MI5? you in this episode. The shaved like, no. grey haired fella. I don't think I'm the best person to ask. <laughs> Fair. Moving swiftly on. Okay. Silva is like, the government seemed to have decided to go to war. Good tubbin. Suddenly, Oscalga. Marcus Granger's in and he's like oh trying to play the good cop here he's like Silva you're right darling Eliza is lying about Wes on the plane is this when he bursts into the office and he's like hello everyone it's just really camp it is it's just like panto style he he went great in this episode I also loved his really dramatic monologues to his team as well he was really enjoying his moment spotlight very much so so anyway Marcus is like, Silva's right now. Eliza's lying. She did it for Derek McCabe. Enter Eliza into the room. And Granger is like, oh, where's McCabe? You know, he's wanted for murder. And then Eliza is like, I don't know anything. This is bullshit before she's brought away by Silva. That's an important scene. It is. Very, right? Silva then said, sits down for a glass box spectacular with Eliza, during which Silva whips out messages found on the now located iPad that Savvy, uh, Savvy told us about. Yeah. Um, the police have found that at the cottage and that was the iPad that her dad had been using in the woods. Here's what happened, okay? Anthony flagged concerns about one of the Orpaz consoles in Woody Ann going missing. Silva is like... Eliza, you actually replied to him saying that you'd check that out, but you never did. Instead, she had Chapman killed because if he had known what happened to Dundare, he would have been like, Eliza, I told you about that. So mm. she would have been found out. So she had to kill Chapman because he he would have been onto her, right? Silva is like, 
Why did you kill so many people in Dundare? You know, you obviously needed us to investigate something. You wanted us to find Faraz, the man, and the messages on the on Sabi's phone. Everything that led them to Jabat al-Hariya. But they would have investigated just one death. Do you know that way? So eventually, after being shown photos of the victim, Eliza cracks and she shouts that she knows that all those people mattered, but it had to look real. Anything else, and it would have been uh, swept under the carpet and been called an accident. It had to be something they couldn't ignore. Eliza eventually as well admits that she did pilot the ore pass in, Dun- in Dundare. Um, she had hidden the console when she transferred it to Granger. Um, yeah, she transferred it over to him basically when Granger was piloting it. So I think she hacked in. Okay. Then. So she kind of, that's that's explained there. She also says that she's the one who was um, messaging uh, Sabi and she hired Ross Sutherland um, and also killed Wes. And basically he had, Wes had worked it all out. So she was like, Wes was blackmailing us. So I had to get rid of him. Okay. Silva's like, right. I can understand why Derek Dick Drone Man benefited. But Eliza, pet, why would you do this? And Eliza says it's for the money. She claims it is, but Silva's not convinced. And then Eliza's like, I'm done with the interview. We get the line of Juicy Style beep. And after the recording is done, Eliza tells Silva, the one conversation that she's never going to have is the one where our intelligence service and their counterparts in Woodian sit down and tell her, how it works. So for the record, sure, I did it for the money. Why not? Eliza says that she will be out in a few years and she tells Silva that they are much smarter than she is and they matter more than her. Okay. So she did it because she was told she had to. (sighs) I don't know. I would have been, what would have been believable here is that if her and like her and um, maybe Marcus, I mean, spoiler alert, if they had been in like a, a relationship or something. Yeah, they He kind of says she's a good soldier. He told her to do mm. it. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> she must believe his beliefs as well to a degree. You wouldn't she go does. through and kill your own. She does yeah. because I think they made a point of a couple of times of her having very different viewpoints of situations than Amy did. Like, remember yeah. in the last episode where Amy was like, yeah, okay, he was a child and he had a gun, but like he didn't know how to use it where she was like, the enemy was yeah. pointing a, do you know what I mean so I think she does share his viewpoint the same yeah I think that's what it is so Ramsey visits Longacre in hospital and honestly guys at this moment I was like right she's made it to here but they're going to kill her off now mm. like Ramsey is evil in X, Y and Z but actually they kind of say to each other that they both were not telling each other the whole story with things and she does trust him so yeah and he's like, right, I'll make it right. Yeah. So we kind of realize in that scene, it's it's short enough, but it's basically like Ramsey's not, he's, he's not like, bad. I couldn't tell you, but he's not bad. Yeah. I really did think he was. So did I. Really did. Um. So Ramsey's like, I'm going to make things right. Silva tells Longacre that she has Eliza's full confession, but Longacre is like, hang on a second. Ross always talked about a good man he trusted. He never, ever mentioned a woman. It doesn't sound like it was Derek McCabe. You know, mm-hmm. that's not the man that he trusted. Yeah. It has to be someone else. Ramsey and Silva then join forces. I was loving this. Yeah. Loving it. I'd watch another season of the two of them. Mm. Mm. So he's like, here, pet, I have your watch tracker. You know, he's yeah. a good detective too. And he's like, I know I'm risking my job, but. Um, the contractor fella that you shot, his name was Portsmore or whatever. They decide to work together. They want to find out who the other man is that Eliza is covering for. She asks Ramsey if he told Eliza that McCabe was wanted for murder. He's like, no, I never told Eliza that. So Silva then realizes that it was Granger in that short conversation when he came in. Granger arrived to be like to Eliza, Derek is, you know, yeah, he's like, protect Derek and say nothing, you know, protect me, be a good soldier, blah, blah, blah. 
Okay. So we know now in this moment that it is Dugray. And I think Dugray is good at playing a villain. So some people did call this from the very beginning that Dugray would be involved. Silva is like, right, we need to find out how Granger and Sutherland are connected. And then they need to, you know, contact um, Sutherland's ex-girlfriend who they spoke to at the start. They need to work under unofficial channels because, you know, people will be alerted straight away. And they... um, Basically, just need to find out, you know, if Granger knew that Jabat Al-Haria were gathering evidence against Alban X. And, you know, she's like, right, Parliament are voting tomorrow. Let's get cracking. Ramsey then heads to MI5 pretending to have a police warrant, tries to get all the files on Dundare, along with the Air Force emails. Robertson rings Silva and says, I have arrest warrants, like or orders to arrest you and Ramsey because you've basically gone rogue. And Silva is like, listen. They can't afford this to get out there. They're going to bury it all and she's not letting it happen. She understands the cost and she's like, I'm doing it anyway. And I love Robertson's like, Mm. Pesh, turn off your phone from now. Granger at the Air Force Base, as Hannah mentioned earlier, briefs his soldiers in a speech that he's thoroughly enjoying. He's like, Dundare, it was terrorists. They had an aim that was to shatter the partnership between our two countries, yada, yada. Silva speeds in, tries to shut that shit down. She lets him finish and she's about to arrest the air marshal for murder. But then, sure, your man, fake Derek, Sir Ian, question mark, is like, come talk in private Mm -hmm. over here. So now it's Silva. Ian, question mark, and Granger in a room together. Silver reveals that she knows Granger worked with Russell and McCabe and conspired to push Britain into conflict. And they selected Jabat al-Hariya as the fall guy. He knew they weren't terrorists, but what they were doing was actually collecting evidence against Alban X. The attack at Dundare gave them reason of escalation. Granger was the one who spotted the tree man trespassing after um, he made sure that he'd be there because he exploited the information intelligence had given him about the prescriptions to get him to Dundare. Silva then shows Granger a photo of Ross Sutherland and she's like, listen, Ross's ex says that you know Ross and you manipulated him into killing Anthony Chapman and then when Ross became a problem, Derek killed yeah. him. Ramsey enters the room then, obsessed with this, has evidence strapped to his le- left leg. Did you hear <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, he's just like left leg. <laughs> These files show that Granger was briefed about Jabat al-Hariya in October and then the messages to Sabi started in November and then in the days leading up to Dundare, Granger sent Anthony Chapman to Dubai but the messages show that Sabi knew about that trip before Anthony did. Ah. That's how he's caught out. So Ramsey kind of gives that to Silva as the concrete evidence that was like, only you. Okay. Only you. Gotcha. Granger then, randomly now, he just sits down. He just admits defeat really Mm. there. And he's like, I didn't want anyone to die. But the bigger picture is that hundreds of thousands of lives... the bigger picture, sorry, the bigger picture is hundreds of thousands of lives and that's the nature of defence. You make sacrifices, your eyes are on the fundamentals. Silva brings up Eliza protecting him and he's like, oh, she has guts. Oh. Yeah. Weird. I'm just like, I oh, know you just manipulated her. Yeah. Granger also tells Silva that if she insists on taking this forward, she'll do irreparable harm. They need allies and friends and they need to show them respect. If they ban exports or weapons to Wudian, there won't be peace. And the Wujanis will then go to China or Russia and get what they need from them. And then basically they're like, we would have alienated one of the world's most popular oil producers. He's just trying to... Can everyone just stop killing everyone? Yeah, Jesus. Absolutely horrendous. 
Silva shouts that he murdered his own people. Granger says he sees the world as it is. He sees what is coming for us and someone has to make uh, decisions because politicians won't or can't. He says he's done his job and he's done it well. So have I, Silva replies. At the end of the episode, Silva tells Ian that she's thankful that she had Ramsey's help and that she's going to recommend that Sabi and Faraz are both released without charge. We then find out that the trials for Russell and Granger are going to be in closed courts for national security. And Silva is like, listen, Sam Kader got 30 years, so we need to try and talk yeah. to the Wojanis to reduce his sentence. We then see Callum visiting Sam in prison in Wudian, and Sam tells him that two years is a long time to wait, but Callum says two years is nothing. Mm-hmm. So we know that Sam in there for two years. We then see Longacre and Silva in the hospital chatting about how it's going to be a closed court. Longacre says the families of those in Dundare who died deserve to know the truth. Silva says the truth will come out eventually but it's not going to be when they're alive. And um, she points to Longacre's baby bump and says he'll have to read through it when he's an old man. Um, Silva says the most important thing is that they made their choices for the right reasons. And then Longacre is like, isn't that what, what Granger will tell himself? And, and Silva's like, yeah, but we did everything we could. Poppy then comes in and hugs Kirsten and they look at a picture of the baby scan yeah. and the three of them leave the hospital. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God. It then cuts to six months later at the very end of the episode. Marcus Granger and Eliza Russell, they're at their trial in the closed court and we hear a victim impact statement from Faraz Zaman. And uh, here's what he says. He says, with uh, Sabia Chapman, you robbed a girl from her father and the people you killed at Dundare, um, their families aren't here and they should be. He says, my friends, Jabat Al-Hariya, they wanted the freedoms that you enjoy in Britain. For that, you made them something that they never were. Zealots and murderers. Those were your crimes, not theirs. You will want to say, this man is a bad apple. This woman went rogue, but I put it to you. This man is your hero, your country's hero. Your relationship with the regime in Wudian is better than ever. Your soldiers might not be taking part in their war, but this year you will sell them arms worth £800 million. The money will help fund your schools and hospitals. The hospitals in Wudian's border will keep on filling up with school children. It's so great. Eliza Russell, it is. Yeah. Eliza Russell is then sentenced to life in prison with the minimum term of 30 years and Marcus Granger is then sentenced to life in prison with a minimum term of 45 years meaning that he'll never mm-hmm. be eligible for parole. They, right? they deserve those terms but like the length like they sometimes do. those lengths make me sick because I'm like Jesus he's never getting out and like she'd be lucky to get out and she's going to be an old woman it's just mad isn't it like you throw your life away for something so fucking stupid. Vigil season two ends with Silva ringing Longacre to tell her it's done and that she's coming home as she walks across a bridge. Well done on the recap. Why did we not get to see their happily ever after with the baby? It was six really months later. Show us the child. I know, guys. Maybe they just were like, right, we can't fit this all in. There was a lot to explain in the last episode. Like they had to tie up. Yeah. They they jo- yeah, I would have loved to uh, see one last like scene. The entire oh, yeah. series. The entire series is like, oh, careful, mind the baby, mind, mind the baby, baby, mind the baby. Yeah. And then we didn't get to see the baby. No. It was a bit a bit frustrating. I completely um, yeah, would have seen that. Yeah. It was a brilliant season. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Deserved one episode a week. Yeah, it was excellent. And that was an excellent recap. Um Hannah's gonna have your thoughts and theories after these. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, thoughts and theories though. Thank you to everyone who sent in a thought, a theory, amusing, a voice note. Um, over this season we've loved hearing your gorgeous voices so Jack Lester emailed in to say that he loved the series and the first half of the finale the shade but the second half just felt a bit flat and it was predictable and it wasn't very exciting tell us how you really feel Jack so he said it's a great series overall and better than season one for sure as you and others have said many times, they deserved a weekly Sunday slot. And that- <laughs> we just said it again. <laughs> Thanks for covering this all the best. So, yeah, I think we agree with Jack. It did deserve a weekly Sunday slot. It also deserved probably a January slot. Uh, yes, I would say like Christmas week and three a week. They just rushed it out. People are busy. People are out having Christmas coffee. And you needed to concentrate in that series, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. And we did a podcast about it and I still thought did that we? two met. <laughs> you know, I still. I know. Yeah, I do. I uh, think you're switched the, off. It's not the time. I would have swapped that now no. with the traders. You don't have the head Christmas week to be yeah. doing your own job, let alone trying to follow what's going on in Woodjan. It was a lot, but look, it did go. It remind <laughs> the finale did remind me a lot though of Line of Duty season six in a way that it was kind of a polit like a political statement yeah, at true. the end to a degree yeah. or a message of what what can One, or does go on. Hundred percent and. Tom Edge. An important one all the same, you know? No. Very important. Absolutely very important and timely. And Tom Edge, the writer and creator of the show, obviously has political views and it's an amazing platform to uh, to get them out. So, you know, it is important, but just very heavy. Um, Elaine Vaughn emailed to say, my thoughts of Vigil overall was it was solid, good, but not stunning. I kind of love that. Like, it was good, but it just wasn't <laughs> stunning. Um, the opening episode was definitely the high point and it never quite reached those high again and the use at the end of every episode of a cliffhanger diminished the impact and it became routine I do mm-hmm. kind of agree there um, yeah. there's quite a few there was a many Possi- possibly the best moment of the whole show was when Longacre showed Silva the share price of the weapons company that I believed more than the reasons that Granger and Russell gave um, yeah, yeah, totally fair enough. I think we agree there. Guys, the voice notes, I've just, we've all adored them and we four to wrap this episode up. First, we're going to listen to Millie all the way from down under in Australia. It's more of a question is what, what happened to McCabe? Like, he shot a seven month pregnant woman and yet I feel nothing was said. Maybe I wasn't watching, like I didn't register it properly. He shot a main ca- the main character. Yeah, very yeah. good point. Yeah, guys, I don't know. They kind of in one bit yeah. um, at the very end when Silva's talking to Sir Ian question mark. Uh, he does say, "Oh, Derek." He does say some line about Derek, but it wasn't. He basically is like, "Oh, it's going to be a closed course. Don't you don't need to be worrying about yeah. Derek about something." I don't know unless no. like they felt. Fa- yeah, that uh, very good point. Like it's he literally killed. He he shot the main character and he killed Ross and yeah. the main character who's pregnant and. Silva got an F-bomb in this episode, which I think they, they gave out very sporadically on the BBC. Loved it. I thought it was a great delivery, but I would have loved to have seen her use that against the man who shot her pregnant partner. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. Next up is Emma, who we also know as Shape Your Wardrobe. The last three episodes, wow. Lots of twists. Still stand by the fact it's 
a hundred million times better than season one. In fact, I wasn't even going to watch this season, only did it because I wanted to listen to you guys. Happy that I predicted that Do Grey was dodgy and turned out to be right. Hmm. Was screaming at the television when Kirsten was literally in the middle of nowhere on her bloody own. And why did she leave her phone? That whole thing didn't, I don't get. And can you tell me, I don't know, I missed this. How did they find her? How did the police and the ambulance find her? I thought she was a goner for sure. Um, and um, I did love the way it concluded and the fact that, yes, they did get their comeuppances, but why the hell didn't we get a picture of Kirsten and the baby? Yeah. So true. Couldn't agree so more. The whole series but was guys, about how the did they find? So when she dropped her phone at yeah. the rocks, they just tracked her find my iPhone or yeah, something. No, okay, I don't know. Fair enough, yeah. And, and the, so the route they were driving towards the rocks, they would just naturally come across her slumped over they the wheel. They also were on the lookout for Ross Sutherland who had escaped from hospital. So there's two. Maybe they were tracking him. There could have been, they could have been trying to find him and follow him too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Derek or whatever. Yeah, but we were definitely left to do our own detective work on that one. Like we were, we did Myth Anthony. Um, Emma, you did Myth Anthony. Okay, we've another Emma now back to back, and she loved how bonkers the ending was. It's like it's almost cartoonish. You know, when they were when they escaped from the compound and they were running through the streets of the town, I said to my husband as I was watching it, if this was a cartoon, they'd grab some you know headscarves and disguise themselves <laughs> as local women, and then they ran through a clothes shop did that and there was this comedy sequence where there was a girl getting changed and the two lads ran in after them and the lady who was measuring the girl who was kind of in a state of undress mm-hmm. she like shouted and was like get out of here I, it was cartoonish and then in last night's episode when your man woke up from his coma you know the the well he didn't wake up from a coma he was in the hospital you know and he escaped from the handcuffs with the pen or whatever yeah. and he like Threw an old man on a on a walking frame <laughs> out of his way. It was so creepy. Anyway, I just think I feel like one of the things I love about Vigil is the slightly mad side to it. On yeah. top of all the serious, brilliant stuff. So yeah. true, so true. And sorry, that scene with them trying to find the head scars was giving Sex in the City too. It was screaming. Yeah. It, it actually was. And also, I'm sorry that man on the walker. He pushed him into next week. Like, I mean, he wasn't long for this world. That was shocking. Um, okay, the final voice note of this season is from... Uh, we've we've already heard from him, but Friends and Podcast Martin is back uh, to say some more. Hello, people. This is Martin, the guy who brought you Shrine Dates and Brendan's new role as Scylla. Aww. Just a couple of points. Now this series is over. First, just because you see people in camo doesn't mean they're army. The series is about the strangely named British Air Force, not the Royal Air Force, but their camo is just the same as the army. Did you think it'd be blue or something? Also, earlier in the series, there were images of the huge car-sized drones in use at the airbase. These really can see people's faces if they look up. And also Terrifying. lots of stuff that goes bang. No. So the Air Force, the British Air Force, would have been no, no. snooping on the compound with a big drone at high altitude. Terrible. Finally, the mysterious parked car that Hannah's worried about. <gasps> Brendan, I think a hitman might just have set fire to it rather than carefully leaving it in a car park for someone to find and plan. Right. I don't know, right. Martin. Dublin's a small city. Yeah, if you're setting fire to things, you're going to draw attention. Maybe just get it clamped instead. Although we need to find out. People do love to set things on fire in the city. We've unfortunately seen that recently. So I'm a bit disappointed about that now because I thought we'd crack the case, but 
I will be back with more in January on the burnt out car. No, not the burnt out car. The clamped no, car. No, the car. The car. The, the car. car. <laughs> and maybe we'll have found the Christmas tree that's missing in work as well. What yes. would you do if um, it was in the you. boot of that car, guys? And it was all tied up together. <laughs> I'd scream. Inception. Plot twist. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is it. Thank you for playing along with season two of Vigil. We've loved your voice notes and we are going to be looking for even more of them first thing in the new year. We are going to be back on the 4th of January, the night after, the day after the first episode of The Traitors so airs guys. on BBC One. So it's going to take a very similar sort of format. So it's going to be, I think, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, potentially. Well, sorry, if I just no, it's find Wednesday, me dates. Thursday, Friday, hon. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, The Traitors yeah. is airing the first three episodes. So we will do the exact same we've done for Vigil. You'll have reaction episodes on Thursday, Friday and on Saturday. We want to watch it live every night on BBC and wait. have a chat the morning after. And we'd love you to join along with us as we dissect the traitors. God, um, try and judge a- reality. Like, we've never done it before. I'm buzzing. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, Shrine does. Yeah, we want to change Shrine Podcasts Presents to Shrine Does the Traitors. Shrine Does Vigil. Yeah, yeah will we, we can do that. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Ah. Um, have a fantastic Christmas break. Eat all the cheese boards. Yeah. Drink all of the wine. Have all of the family drama. And then let us know what happened in a WhatsApp voice note in January, please. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening and Merry Christmas. Uh, have a great Christmas. Uh, two of us at least now are off to have a Bailey's and uh, Hannah will de-alcoholise your one, maybe. Yeah, actually, um, I they need to make non-alcoholic Bailey's because I feel like it is just cream of flavouring. So, it's a very doable one True. I have a frizzante downstairs which is a non-alcoholic prosecco but I'm in the market for a bailey so if anyone can let me know that by Christmas I'd be delighted and we love you all and happy Christmas and thank you and honestly guys we're back in like 10 days 10 days yeah <laughs> Feliz Navidad this is TV worth talking about this is Shrine Podcasts Vigil <laughs>